0: Section 4 of Birds and All Nature, Volume 5, Number 1, January 1899. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Availle, in June 2015. Birds and All Nature volume five number one january eighteen ninety nine the mountain lion this is only one of the names by which the puma felis concolor is known in the united states he has different local names such as tiger cougar catamount and panther or painter as the backwoodsmen entitle him and silvery lion The puma ranges the whole of both the Americas from the Straits of Magellan to where the increasing cold in the north of Canada blocks his passage. Like many other large animals, however, the puma has retired before the advance of civilization, and in many of the more thickly populated portions of the United States, a straggler, even, is rarely to be found. The haunts of the puma depend upon the nature of the country. In sections well wooded, he decidedly prefers forests to plains, but his favourite spots are edges of forests and plains grown with very high grass. He always selects for his abode such spots as afford some shelter, in the vicinity of rocks which have caverns for secure concealment, and in which to bring forth his young. He spends the day sleeping on trees, in bushes, or in the high grass, in the evening and at night he goes forth to hunt he sometimes covers great distances in a single night and sportsmen do not always find him near the place where he struck down his prey all smaller weak mammals are his prey deer sheep colts calves and small quadrupeds generally when however his prey is so large that it cannot all be devoured at one meal the animal covers it with leaves or buries it in the earth returning later to finish his repast this habit is sometimes taken advantage of by his human enemy who poisoning the hidden carcass with strychnine often manages to secure the lion when he comes back to eat it the use of poison against these and other carnivorous animals by the farmer and stock raiser has become so general in the west they are rapidly becoming exterminated if it were not for some such means of defence as this the sheep raisers and cattle growers would be quite powerless to protect their herds from the attacks of the mountain lion and other beasts of prey the puma is a very bloodthirsty animal and whether hungry or not usually attacks every animal, excepting dogs, that comes in his way. When hungry, however, he disdains no sort of food, feeding even upon the porcupine, notwithstanding the quills which lacerate his mouth and face, or the skunk, heedless of that little animal's peculiar venom. Ordinarily the puma will not attack man, fleeing, indeed, from him when surprised, but he has been known when emboldened by hunger to make such attacks he of course sometimes kills the hunter who has wounded him though even then by the cautious he is little feared but an unprovoked assault such as the mangling of a woman in pennsylvania in the eighties is rare it is the habit of the puma to spring upon his prey from an eminence such as a ledge of rocks a tree or a slight rise of ground If he fails to strike his victim, he seldom pursues it for any considerable distance. In northern regions, however, he sometimes pursues the deer when they are almost helpless in the deep snow. When he has seized his victim, he tears open its neck and laps its blood before he begins to eat. He devours every part of a small animal, but the larger ones he eats only in part, the head, neck, and shoulders, burying the rest. Very young cubs, when captured, soon become thoroughly tamed, enjoying the liberty of a house like a dog. When petted, they purr like cats, and manifest their affection in much the same manner. When displeased, they growl, but a roar has never been heard from them. There is one drawback to a tame puma, however, says Brehm. When he has great affection for his master and likes to play with him, he hides at his approach and unexpectedly jumps on him. One can imagine how startling and uncomfortable would be such an ill-timed caress. An old puma, when captured, sometimes rejects all food, preferring starvation to the loss of liberty. Every movement of the puma is full of grace and vigor. He is said to make leaps of eighteen feet or more. His sight is keenest in the dusk and by night— his sense of smell is deficient, but his hearing is extremely acute. The lair in which the female brings forth her young is usually in a shallow cavern on the face of some inaccessible cliff or ledge of rocks. In the southern states, Adubon says, where there are no caves or rocks, the lair of the puma is generally in a very dense thicket or in a canebrake. It is a rude sort of bed of sticks, weeds, leaves, and grasses. The number of cubs is from two to five. In captivity, two usually are born, but sometimes only one. End of section 4